Hello friends, welcome back to another episode of the Thinking Mystic podcast, where we like to think we're mystic. Whether we actually are is up for debate, but we will not be entering into any such debates at this point in time. Thank you for understanding. So, what the fuck? You know, I stopped podcasting for like a couple of months and the world is ending. I don't know what that says about my podcasting, probably something bad, but here I am, yet again, back to annoy and amuse, hopefully. So today, today, what are we going to do today? Um, there's so much to think about. You know what I'm thinking about? This is, it's incredible to me. Like a couple of days ago, the Pentagon confirmed that a couple of years ago, there was like this leak, leaked footage about unidentified flying objects, right? But like credible leaked footage. So it wasn't your dodgy Uncle Carl, who lives out in, I don't know, the backwards, and has very interesting and convincing conversations with his sex doll which he swears he doesn't use for sex which might be even more weird than just using it for sex but you know so it's not that you know it's not that he's captured something on his nokia in the backyard at night possibly while high definitely while naked now this this footage was like well, you know, I say legit. By legit, I mean it was like the Air Force. You know, pilots saw this. They were talking about. They were talking about how these, you know, things were moving around at such a high velocity, and there's no explanation. So I think that was in 20, 2017, right? Anyway, and so now a couple of days ago, the Pentagon came out and said, "You know what? You know that footage. Funny thing. Funny thing about that footage is that." It's real. Just between you and me, that footage is real. It wasn't faked. It wasn't doctored. It was leaked. But it's real. So here you have the Pentagon. The staunch Pentagon. And they are confirming that there's credible footage of unidentified flying objects that if my memory serves me correctly, was doing things that no known human technology can do. And the reaction to this, to this startling news, was essentially a couple of sarcastic tweets. And I feel like there's been an uptick that maybe aliens will come to either save or kill us. And I kind of feel like at this point, it's like we don't really mind which it is, just as long as it's one of them. It's like, you kill us, you save us. It's all the same to us at this particular point in time. Anyway, that just astonishes me that this has happened. That happened last week. That was in the news. It was happening. And we just didn't have like the energy to muster up anything more than sarcasm. I don't know what it says about humanity. I like to think maybe it's, you know, if this was like a black comedy, like a dark comedy movie, 
it would be like the aliens would monitor a response to their presence and they would come to the conclusion that we're so stupid, they're just going to leave us alone. It's like, we don't even want your fucking planet because you're on it. And we don't even want to take the trouble to get rid of you. So goodbye. That would just be perfect, wouldn't it? Anyway, so that's what's been, that's the bee that's been in my bonnet. Actual UFOs confirmed, mainstream, legitimate, and we're all just like, you know what? Maybe try again in another three years. Maybe we'll have the mental, emotional, and spiritual results then to have an appropriate reaction. But at this moment, we are so inured to normalcy that we can't process it. That's fun. Anyway. So. <sighs> moving on. It was my birthday yesterday. You might have seen on Instagram. And it's, you know, if you saw it and you didn't send anything like a happy birthday message. I promise I don't hold it against you. I absolutely have not written your name down in a little notebook that I keep under my bed and sometimes stare at in the middle of the night thinking dark thoughts. That absolutely is not the case. That hasn't happened. No, I'm just kidding. I actually loathe my birthdays. Um, I do like getting presents. So you can see what, what a conundrum it is. It's like Birthday's bad, presents good. Lee conflicted. And I am conflicted. But anyway, this, this year's birthday occurred during the lockdown. I think we've been in lockdown here in South Africa for more than a month, the hard lockdown. Um, so no, you know, no family, no friends, nothing like that. Um, so even if I could have thrown a birthday party, which I would not have done, ultimately, because that entails sharing the cake, and, you know, that, that seems like a lose-lose situation to me. Um, so even, I, if I, even if I did want to have a party, I wouldn't have been able to do that. I do kind of wish I had gotten some presents, though. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been nice. <laughs> Can you tell I'm a Taurus? Taurus rising, Taurus sun, Libra moon. I like the pretties man. I just, I find it so ironic. That I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm this dual person. On the one hand, on the one hand, I like to think I'm sort of, I, I tend to be on the practical side. If it's not practical, my, this is, this is, this is the equation my brain makes. If it's not practical, it's extra effort, therefore it's extra work, and so we're not doing it. So that's your typical Taurus laziness coming through. But then the other half of my brain is like, if it's pretty, you know, pretty trumps everything. If it's pretty, if it's new, if it's precious. Yeah. But anyway. So I turned 32, which is, you know, it is what it is. I'm one year away of being the same age as Jesus. I, th you know, I know people tweet about that, like ironically, like, oh, I, be, you know, I'm older than Jesus. I'm actually worried. I don't know. I have this. This is so stupid. It's so stupid. 
but inside me I have this gnawing concern that being older than the Son of God is maybe a bad thing. Like I said, that's just a ridiculous. And I, I know that's not the case, right? Right? That's not the case. It's not the case. I know it's not the case. But goddammit, if I don't sometimes, like, again, in the middle of the night, after I've done looking at the little notebook with your names in it, I'll have a ponder about sort of, sort of an existential crisis about, uh, you know, about being older than the Son of God, you know. I am sort of heartened by the fact that his early 30s weren't that great either, so we'll see. Okay, enough, you know, enough uh, nattering away for no particular reason. So, let's see. I'm not going to read on the UFOs because honestly I'm too nervous. You know, I, I say, yeah, I want the aliens to destroy us. And I do kind of want the aliens to destroy us. My concern is... My concern is that there are no aliens and that some, I guess the easiest explanation would then be that the footage is fake, right? That would be the best, that's the best possible outcome. The footage is fake, it's just part of sort of a disinformation distraction campaign by the uh, US presidency because Trump is all of his shit and he's literally losing his mind. It's like... As he walks, you can hear his marbles just clattering out of his ears. You, you can tell. You can just, I mean, he was bad before, but now it's like not even the drugs can prop him up anymore. And I, I resent that, you know. I wish I had had the chance to be propped up by drugs, but no. That is reserved for the rich and powerful. How unfair is that? Anyway, so the best case scenario, the footage is fake. The footage is fake. We truly are alone in the universe. And, you know, many millennia, billions of years later when they discover Earth, um, they'll, you know, they'll be very puzzled by what little remains of us. You know, that's best case scenario. Worst case scenario to me would be Worst case scenario to me would be that the you know the, the footage is real and that somewhere out there some country has really good technology that it oughtn't have. That frightens me more than you know. In this scenario, aliens still best you know, they are they are on the better side of things. I mean, not ideal, I guess, but yeah. Anyway, I'm dilly dallying. Because I don't know what to read about. And I'm too lazy to edit the podcast. So I have to come up with something on the fly. I suppose I could just do like a, more, um, a May forecast, right? Let's, that's the easiest easiest option. So I've been shuffling my tarot cards in the background. You've heard, you've heard it. So shall we have a bit of a May forecast for the collective? Like if the tower does not shut. Although... A couple of weeks ago, I drew the tower and I was like, no shit, Sherlock, you know. Understatement of the month, tarot, thanks for nothing. But I feel like the tower moment has passed where now I kind of, the energy is like, 
we're really into the tower energy at the moment. It's like, if the tower comes up now, it's like, yeah, so what's new? What's new, tower? Tell me that. Okay, so let's just do a May forecast. Let me get some, let me stop dilly-dallying and just get some cards. Some reversals. I'm using my universal weight tarot. So, love team. Much put upon love team of mine. It's you know it's 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 a really good thing that they are composed of frequencies and vibrations of pure love because if if they were in any way, shape, or form, you know, human, they would be so annoyed by me ninety percent of the time. And the 10% accounting for the times I'm asleep. But anyway, so love team. A message for the collective for the month of May. What awaits us, dare we ask? What awaits us in the month of May? What awaits us in the month of May of this... Emperor 2020, which has already been marked by the return of the plague. Fun times. So, month of May. I kind of just want to keep shuffling and never draw cards. You ever, you ever do that? You're like, I'm going to do a tarot reading. And then you don't want to draw the cards because you don't really want to know the answers. Okay. How many cards? They're saying seven. So I'm not doing a particular spread. Oh, of course. So first out is the Hierophant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> first out, the Hierophant. Hierophant followed by the Devil. Because why not? Why not? Then we have the Ace of Pentacles. The Seven of Swords in reverse. Death. And the Magician. Oh, wait, another one. We need another one. Oh, and the chariot. Well, yeah, well. Mustered off to the meal, the chariot, but thanks. At the bottom of the deck, we have the page of swords and the four of pentacles. So let's see if I can see anything of use or interest in these here cards. Okay. The hierophant, the devil, the ace of pentacles, the reversed seven of swords, death, magician, and the chariot card, okay. And then four of pentacles and the page of swords at the bottom of the deck. So, it's hard to know where to begin. So let's begin with the tarot's least favorite person, which is the Hierophant. And it's, fu it's funny to me, I actually like the, the Emperor less. I don't mind the Hierophant so much, but then people dislike the Hierophant very much. The Emperor usually, and the devil almost never. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Like, I'm not fond of the devil, but I don't actually dread seeing... I don't dread seeing the devil in a reading. I dread seeing the fucking emperor. Let me tell you that. You know, I think a part of it is like, the devil at least shows you here's the devil. Like, I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the card here. He's got claws. 
He's got wings. He's got horns. He's got the whole satanic pentagram thing going on on his forehead. He's holding a torch of fire and he's chained up two human beings to his perch. Like, this is not someone who is hiding what they're doing, but the Emperor. The Emperor. Even the Hierophant. Like, you don't know what's going on. You don't know. You don't know what's going on under those elaborate clothes, you know, clothing, you know, and the armor and the emperor. Lots of room to hide things. The devil is essentially naked. It's like, boom! I'm the devil, but I'm also naked. I'm not lying about it. So, rather the devil, you know, I suppose. Okay. Give me a second. Okay, so with the Hierophant and the Devil, straight away I think the big thing here, like the big thing, the big theme here is that it's that struggle between, I mean if you look at the cards, the Hierophant and the Devil are, you know, as we say in South Africa, they're in the same WhatsApp group, you know, they're similar, they do the same things, it's just two sides of, two sides of the coin, right? So it's about order, tradition, values, the things that make society tick within sort of the bout set by the emperor, right? And that I think we've been experiencing that in most places with the, you know, with lockdowns and self-isolation and things, you know, governments stepping in to try to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. So we've been doing that. But, and that's sort of the emperor energy to me. But the Hierophant is sort of the social contract part of that. Like, the Emperor can only rule, and the Emperor can only impose his rules, order, and restrictions because we allow it. Um, I, th I know that's not a very nuanced take, so don't read too much into it. But, you know, it, there is a social contract part to society, and that's the function that the Hierophant fulfills and so we've been doing that we've been doing our part of the social contract of you know not trying to get the entirety of the human race wiped from the face of the earth we've been doing that but it's shit as exemplified by the devil here it's like the social contract only works as long as we say it works as, uh, here in South Africa, for instance, we've moved into a, a, a system where the the lock the lockdown is in stages. So, we started with a very hard lockdown, harder than most places. So that was, it's now been uh, revised. That was sort of the new system. That would be lockdown number five. That's phase five, the hard lockdown. So now we're moving to phase number four of the lockdown. So there's more movement, some businesses are reopening, etc., etc. But again, the system only works as long as everyone participating obeys the rules, you know, sees the sense in it and obeys the rules and goes along with it. And so now we're seeing it in different places, and I know the US, uh, among others, the lockdowns are starting to lift, whether they ought to or not. Um, in South Africa, for instance, I think we would have liked actually to be in lockdown longer because we are such a high risk country. 
But the simple fact of the matter is that people cannot afford to go another two weeks of hard lockdown. People are already without food. I mean, speaking for myself, and I am lucky enough to have a roof overhead, over my head. I mean, me and my mum live together. Yeah, we get by. But even with this, you know, with the, the you know, the, the, the changing work conditions and not being able to go out and people not being able to come and see you, I mean, that's directly impacted our income. And so we've actually had to, like, we had to cancel our insurance because it was like, are we going to have food? You know, are we going to have food this May or are we going to have insurance this May? And we're the lucky ones, you know? There are so many more people who have it so much worse than we do who do not even have food. Like, they don't have anything to sacrifice to get food. They don't just don't have food. And so that's sort of the tension within the social contract um, that's coming up with the, the lockdown in various places. And I think, uh, it, it, oh my gosh, you all know, I try to astrol, I try to astrol, I try to do astrology, but I'm so bad at it. I know Saturn was up to, Saturn was up to shit. It was Saturn Pluto, isn't it? That was up to shit and that's why we're in this mess. But there's this sort of Saturnian energy involved in this in both the higher fans and in the devil. Um, these rules, systems, social contracts only work as long as they're benefiting a bunch of people. And as soon as that benefit is seen to wear off, then the social contract is in danger. And I think that's what we've been, you know, we've been seeing. I think we'll continue to see that tension going into, into May. So, okay, so we see that, but what can you do about it? And I think what do we do about it? Well, I'm just looking at the devil here. I haven't passed out, I swear. Unfortunately, I'm still conscious. Um, <laughs> you know, when we talk about the devil card and the Rider Waite Smith system, right? We always tend to emphasize that the, the chains around their necks are loose. And usually we interpret, you know, the chains around the, the necks of the. the the man and the woman and the devil card. They could just slip out of those chains and fuck off. You know, that's sort of what we emphasize. In this context, I think it's like, yeah, we could take the chains off, but maybe we shouldn't do that. It's like, sometimes, even though we don't like the social contract, in order to help other people, we go on with it a little bit longer, you know? That's sort of the point of the social contract, is that most people can agree, unfortunately, some of them only in principle, that, you know, people should be, you know, people should have dignity and life and be allowed to lead good, healthy, safe lives. And the social contract is about protecting that, not just for yourself, but also for everyone else. So I think what we're being called on to do this May is, unpleasant as it can be, is to keep those chains on a little longer. Indulge the social contract, help to keep it working, 
help to keep people protected. And then, and then comes the rest of God, the Ace of Pentacles, the Reverse Seven of Swords, etc., etc., etc. So if we can just do our part, I feel like these cards really are sort of on their own thing. They're doing their own thing here. They're having their own party. And it's a fucking shit party. But we have to stick it out for just a couple of hours longer. Okay? For the you know, so if you can, if you're able, I mean, this is different for whoever you are and wherever you are in the world, but what you can do, do keep doing that. Um, okay. So moving on. Yeah, Ace of Pentacles. I think the Ace of Pentacles here is 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 the, the phrase that comes to mind is um is I think it's Dorothy who says, Toto, we're not in Kansas anymore. And I think that's what's happening on a collective level. Like, we need to face up to that. And I feel like people are saying we need to face up to the fact that things have changed. Uh, but we don't. Which is so funny. Like, there are still people who think this whole business with the whole coronavirus, COVID-19, you know, next week, the week after that, it'll be over and life will just go back to normal. And I understand that impulse because I, myself, I want that to be true. Even though the normal for me was not always great. But the normal, and that's I think true for many people, the normal isn't necessarily great, but it's the normal. You know, it's the expected, it's the known. We love, we like the known, we love the known, we prefer the known. Um, fortunately and unfortunately. So we really need... It's not sinking in yet. And I don't think it's going to sink in for maybe not even this year. But things have changed. Our lives have changed. We have just gone through. We are going through. We are in the middle. We're not even in the middle of. We're in the starting phases of a life-changing, world-changing event. You know when you read a history book and they'll say, well, the big thing that happened in like... The 1750s, this is just an example. I don't know what the fuck was happening in the 1750s, just right off the bat. But you'll be reading a history book and it will say, well, this is, th this is the defining thing for the 1750s or perhaps even like the latter half of that century. You know? And you're like, oh, well, that's interesting. We're currently what we're currently going through is we are we are we are in that moment that they're going to be writing about if you know humanity survives long enough that this can be written down and read by someone with any sort of interest in it. We're going through such a moment and we need to make peace with it, but we're not. We still think I'm looking at the seven. I'm looking at the seven of swords reversed here. We still think we can we can get past it somehow. Or that it's something that's only going to happen to other people. We still think we're clear. I think we, th honestly, I think we think we are clever enough, uh, advanced enough, modern enough, rich enough. Some of us definitely think that, that we can just skirt on by. You know, we can just sort of make an illegal pass on the, on the right shoulder. But that's not actually the case. If you're hearing something funny, it's my dog drinking water. Don't be concerned. The invasion has not yet begun, unfortunately. So, new start. 
Can't avoid it. Gonna have to make peace with that. That's the long and the short of it. Then we have a death here, of course, because, well, why not? Why the hell not? And death is showing that, yes, we are in this process. And death also here means, unfortunately, literal death. This is a life-changing... This is a life-changing event because it is impacting, literally, the life-death scenario of many people. Like, people are dying of COVID-19. And I don't, I don't want to be, like, alarming... I mean, you know this. I'm sure you're li if you're listening to this, first of all, thank you and I love you. Second of all, you know this. But we are in that moment. And yes, dawn is rising. And that's always like the beauty of the death card, right? So you've got death on the horse. And it is bringing death to, you know, death comes to everyone regardless. Although, you know, it would be a lie to say that wealthier people in wealthier countries I ultimately won't be better off. That's just a fact. Um, that's just a fact. And in countries with like socialized healthcare, that's just a fact. So I don't want to circumvent that. That's a fact. But yeah, death is coming. So the dawn is coming in the background. That's nice. That's great. That's something to look forward to. But at the moment, death is on a horse and he's wanting to have a chat. Right? And we can't be avoiding that chat for fucking ever. We can't pretend we're not home for death. You know? <laughs> God, I hope I hope you know what I mean. Otherwise, you're going to think I'm off my head. But yeah, this is just... It's something that we're going through. We can't avoid it. We can try to go through it as, as, as well as we can. And I know there's been some chatter about this. About you don't have to. And you don't have to. You, you know, If you want to be against the ropes... That is your God-given right to be against the ropes. Like, you're not, you're never, there's never going to be another, pro well, oh God, I'm not going to say never. Knock wood. Um, but the likelihood, I don't want to say that either. Um, let's just say this. COVID-19, what's happening with COVID-19, like, if there was ever a reason to have your back against the ropes, COVID-19 is it. It really is it. So if that's how you're feeling, and I mean, that's how I feel much of the time, then, then that just is what it is. But at the same time, for me, because I use spirituality and religion to contextualize my life, um, maybe this is why I don't have such a big problem with the Hierophant. Um, the Hierophant, like the order that the Hierophant, the tradition and all that that the Hierophant signifies helps me make sense of the world because i am someone who is on the autism spectrum so sometimes the puzzle pieces for me just don't fit unless i can see the picture on the box so for me spirituality helps contextualize what's happening and helps me make sense of what's happening it's the picture on the puzzle box for me and some people don't need the puzzle box and god bless you if you don't need the puzzle box and God bless you if you desperately want the puzzle box, but nothing is working for you, you know. It really is just that one of those things, you have to deal with it as it is going on. Like, you have to deal with it moment to moment. And I think we're getting really good at avoiding moments, you know. People are baking bread. People are watching Tiger King on Netflix. And by people, I mean, of course, me. I am making bread. I am watching Tiger King. 
on Netflix because I want to avoid the moment. I don't want I don't want to face up to the moment. You know, death knocking on the door. I don't want to answer the fucking door. You know, I'm in my bedroom with my dog pretending quietly that I don't exist like Harry Potter. Millennial icon, well, millennial icon Harry Potter who's actually older than us, but anyway. We have to feel with you. We have to deal with this as, as it's happening. That's just long and the short of it. We can't circumvent it. We can't deny it. And we can't feel it all the time either, which is like the other extreme that people tend to go to. So either complete denial or just complete anxiety, throwing yourself into Twitter, onto news channels, being on all the time, counting, you're keeping track of the death count and sending that information on to other people. I have people who do this to me. Um, I mean, this is how, you know, you have the two extremes of how people are coping. But yeah, moment to moment, that's the best we can do. Now we come to the magician <laughs> and the chariot. And I kind of feel like they're, again, their own little group, their own little group. It's like, if we can do this, like, but this is now looking towards that dawn in the background of the death god. If you can do that, if you can be, if you can keep sort of the dawn in mind while you're coping with it moment to moment, you'll find that there's immense opportunity in the moment. I like to think that I read quite a lot and I, you know, spiritual stuff and all that, because that's my main interest. Um... It's not just my side chick. It is like my main, main interest is spirituality and stuff like that. I kind of feel like something that I come back to from whatever tradition I'm studying or whatever, um, you know, whatever religion it's coming from, whatever the background of the, 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 the religious or spiritual background of the person whose podcast I'm listening to, whose book I'm reading or whatever. It all seems to come back to the moment. And let me tell you, I fucking hate it. To me, it seems like, and I know not to be confused with the book, The Secret, but to me, the big secret to life seems to be that life is happening in this particular moment. And I don't want that to be the case. I find myself quite resistant to that idea. What I want is for life to happen only when I want life to happen, which is... Preferably not before seven in the mornings, for instance, or when I'm having any sort of bad day or even just a meh sort of day. And then when I'm feeling really good, then I want life to happen to me and only on my terms. That's how I'm approaching the moment, you know. Um, I'm approaching the moment by hating the moment. Uh, which makes no sense. But to me, it seems like the big secret, the hullabaloo, like the thing, if you really want to tattoo a spiritual truth on your person or an, uh, inscribe it on a golden tablet and hide it away in Utah, like I don't discriminate, but, you know, whatever you do with your your secrets, um... Maybe you just put them on Facebook like the rest of us. Um, I feel like this the big the big thing is the moment. The moment is magic. What happen? You know how you treat every moment 
is how you define, um, expand, grow, and all those sickeningly good things um, that you want in theory. Well, you, I say you, I mean I. That I want in theory, but that is actually quite a hard bit of hard work in the moment. And I kind of feel like the magician that Chariot is talking about that. It's talking about how even even though so many of us are stuck at home for in I mean, hello, I'm what day what day? It's Friday. Yeah. It's Friday. Friday stuck at home. Which is the case for so many of us. So even though we can't physically be moving, we can still be moving in the moment. And even as I'm saying that, I don't want to say that because that means that I am responsible for this moment. And I don't want to be responsible for this moment. I want to go watch Tiger King again. So that I can shore up my suspicions about Carol Baskin and how she is a cat lady and murderess and I absolutely fucking love her. That is what I want to do with my moment. <laughs> but yeah, this is the thing you... This is the thing. This is the thing. Every moment is an opportunity for magic. So... I don't even want, I don't even know what else to say about it. Every moment is an opportunity to make magic. So it's kind of like if we could deal with this COVID nineteen situation, keeping our eye, you know, being aware that dawn is coming, but dealing with it in a moment to moment way, then magic happens. And when I say magic happens, I mean those things that we tend to look for externally. Joy, happiness, satisfaction, gratitude. You know, we're probably going to find them in the moment. And probably if we really put our minds and our hearts and our souls into it, if we really disengage from our egos, which just are shouting at, shouting at us that we can't possibly be happy unless we buy this item and that item in the next two days or... Unless we defend our honor to a perceived slight by person X to person Y, whatever the fuck our ego is getting up to, and I'm sure you can think of a few examples yourself. Um, if we can stick out those moments, we find what we've been looking for right under our feet. And I do really feel like that's the that's the big one. That's the big takeaway, spiritual lesson from most if not all spiritual and religious traditions what you're looking for you already have you just have to sit down and listen for it or walk around and you just have to tune into it you have to pay attention to it you have to be present and i find just speaking for myself i find being present a real pain in the ass i don't want to be present the world is sh the world really is going to the dog you know to the dogs in a very very obvious ways i don't want to be present for that i would rather indulge some low key escapism you know i would rather go on on instagram and i mean if you're on my instagram then you know what i do when i go on my instagram i'll make fucking memes 
or I'll do a pick a card reading or I'll prattle on about something about some cards and some runes you know that's how I'm feeling the moment um and I don't I do think presence slips into those moments like when I'm not looking when I'm not paying attention boom presence I'm present and whatever you believe the universe god just love whatever you know is your whatever is your uh, preferred flavor of ice cream that presence slips into our you know slips into the moment when we're not looking and we even we slip into the pre you know into the present when we're not looking and it's just it's always good isn't it it's usually a good experience but it is a tough experience because it being in the moment being present being like at the very forefront of your mind being stripped away of distractions and your ego's constant nattering and, 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 that's scary. It's vulnerable. It's like counter, it's counterintuitive. It's countercultural. Um, and it's difficult to live there all the time. And I'm not saying we should all become monks. Um, but yeah, I feel like the magician, the charity are talking about we need to come into the moment. We need to be present in the moment as much as we can bear to be. And then we will find that there's movement that isn't movement. That all contradiction in that moment. And we'll actually understand that. Hopefully I like to think or begin to understand it. Or begin the path to understanding that. Which is a path which is really just back to square one. If we're honest. Okay. So the shadow cards are the Four of Pentacles and the Page of Swords. I do think it connects to the reading in the sense that these two cards are essentially the opposite of each other. The Page of Swords and the, the Four of Pentacles. One is turned into himself. He has what he has. The Page of Swords is searching. So again, I think that's showing us like there's, this, is, this is the choice. My dudes, this is the choice that we have to make. Are we just going to turn in on ourselves and rely on what we have? Or are we going to be, or allow ourselves at least, to be a bit curious? To be hopeful that, hey, maybe there's more to what I already know and experience out there. And maybe that out there is actually in here in this moment, infuriating me. And much to our dislike. So yeah, that's my that's my May forecast. It kind of went places I didn't expect it to go, but okay. So if you've if you've come this far again, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. I know my podcasting schedule is saying that it is irregular is being kind to the word irregular. Or unkind to the word irregular. So really, if you're, you know, if you're still hanging around after all this time, thanks so much for doing that. And yeah, um, I really, I really, really, really do hope that this podcast finds you well, health, healthy, uh, safe, maybe even happy. Um, yeah, and so, uh, well, I don't know when I'm going to make another podcast, hopefully soon, um, but yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks so much for listening. And be blessed.